three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, ladies, gentlemen, theys, and gays. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great night, weekend, whenever you're checking this out. I, I've i got a question for y'all. Who's the private dick that's a sex machine to all the chicks? Who's the man that would risk his neck for his brother man? Who's the cat that won't cop out when there's danger all about? There's only one answer to that question, and God damn it, it's Shaft. I have, I'm so excited to finally be reviewing this movie. I'm reviewing the original 1971 Shaft film, which is directed by Gordon Parks, produced by Joel Freeman, and is written by Ernest Tidyman and John D.F. Black, which is crazy because I was, I was sitting here, I was like, why do I know that name, John D.F. Black, outside of, um, outside of Shaft? And he was the, uh, um, oh my gosh, why am I blanking? Uh, he wrote on Star Trek and Mary Tyler Moore, which is fucking awesome. And then uh, Ernest Tidyman, he wrote French Connection. So in the same year, he write, uh, he has Shaft and the French Connection come out. That's fucking nuts. And oh my God, he did High Plains Drifter. I did, son of a bitch, wow. And then uh, even crazier, he comes back decades later and rewrites uh and writes the 2000 uh shaft uh starring samuel jackson which i think i know some people have issues with it it's uh my my only issue with that movie is the giuliani line that that he drops i fucking hate that line outside of that i think that movie's fucking awesome so uh, quite the pedigree behind uh behind the camera involved this film this film of course stars the man who's always dripping with swag in Richard Roundtree, who I just love this dude. Anytime I see him do an interview, um, he, he's just wonderful. But of course, you know him from Shaft, uh, Seven, uh, Brick, which if you've, not, if you've not seen Brick, watch Brick. Brick is fucking awesome. Uh, guy's a hell of an actor. He's got an absurd amount of just credits um, to, to his name. I'm, I'm really happy I'm reviewing this, but... You, of course, know the plot by now. Shaft is a cop based in New York City. There is a conspiracy that is uh, put against him, and it's about him unraveling this mystery. And at the end of the day, as much as this definitely does fall to an extent into the exploitation realm, uh, uh, aura, uh, as far as genre of film, this is definitely way more of a straightforward mystery with some really cool twists and turns that I wasn't expecting. I will be the first to admit I saw the 2000 Shaft before I saw this, and as I sit here talking to y'all, I can't in good conscience say that I've seen this before. I was really racking my brain going, have I seen the original Shaft before? And I know I definitely owned it at some point. I know I've started it, but sitting there watching it, I went, yeah, I'm not remembering any of this. So I think this is actually my first time sitting down and watching the film. I, I got the Criterion 
version of it, and that includes uh, Shaft's big score, which I might actually watch and review that as well. But son of a bitch, this movie fucking rules. So let me just kind of jump in into the things that I really just adore about this movie. Isaac Hayes, the the brilliant R.I.P. Uh, Isaac Hayes, he of course handles the score, and the score all around this film is perfect. I don't think there's a song out of place. I think the score knows exactly when it needs to ramp up, when it needs to be quiet, when it needs to let Roundtree take center above everything else. It does an incredible job of enhancing the world around John Shaft and having it take place in New York. It New York feels like its own character in the way that something like the taking of Pelham 123, New York feels like its own character. There are dark alleyways, there are very shady parts of New York, and the score accompanies what you're seeing on screen, I think truly perfectly. And something that I wasn't aware of whatsoever, uh, Ernest uh, uh, Tuffyman, I didn't know Shaft was based on a novel. Like, I was like, wait, what? Really? That's, that's fascinating. So, yeah, I really learned quite a bit about this movie um, I love the opening of the scene where it's just Shaft walking through New York, uh, getting dap, showing love to the people of New York. And that is something I'm really happy that much like the 2000s film, they do a great job of establishing here is that Shaft is definitely a man of the people. You know, those lyrics aren't those lyrics aren't just lip service. He is truly invested in his community and him being a cop and being invested in his community, that is something that I just kind of tilted my head at and went, huh, there's a very good message there that I think a lot of people are gonna miss. The fact that being a cop and being a member of the community, truly being a member of of the community and trying to uplift it, that's something we don't see a lot of, and especially in, 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 in general. And I was really happy to see this film take that approach, especially so early on. So, one thing I really dig about this movie is that it definitely speaks on black on black violence because we have the who you think is going to be the main villain, but turns out not to be, which I thought was a nice swerve in Moses Gunn's uh, Bumpy Jonas. So he goes ahead and he sends two people to go ahead and I mean, let's call it it's just kill Shaft. Like he's he's over Shaft, uh, <laughs> phrasing. He's just he's over him being a thorn in his side and a paint in his ass and so he sends in the movie's words two guys from uptown uh one dressed in funky plaid which (laughs) which i really like that line but what i dig about this in particular is that it leads to a pretty brutal action scene as far as shaft being willing to just (laughs) throw this guy out of a fucking window which that scene kicks ass but the movie does everything in its power to go ahead make you think he's going to be the villain. It's Bumpy and no one else. But then as Shaft goes ahead and digs deeper into this mystery, there's a lot more layers to the film and to this whole conspiracy than you would initially think from First Jump. And look, I, as I mentioned, I had never seen this movie. I had never really brought it up. I I mean, I brought it up, but I just never had anyone spoil the plot for me. So as I was sitting there watching it, with my partner, even she was like, oh shit, there's, there is more to this than, than meets the eye. There's this other, uh, this other person in the film, uh, Ben Buford, who's played by Christopher St. John. 
the chemistry and how Ben factors into the plot between him and John, the way that they work together, admittedly not uh, not intentionally or not, you know, they're not happy about it. They're not BFFs or anything. But Ben ends up becoming a pretty big factor into what's going on as the film progresses. And I went, oh, okay, that's another really nice surprise. One of the things that I mentioned earlier as far as Shaft is his ties to the community. He always has people kind of looking out for him because, you know, you get back from community what you put into it. And Shaft has put a lot of time into garnering trust from people within the community. So when those gangsters are coming after him, you know, he has people, you know, really kind of telling him like, look, do you need to be careful? And it's, it's really cool to see how the community, as I mentioned, is its own character along with New York and how the community pops up in these moments where you may not expect and you go, oh shit, that's really, that's really fucking cool. Um, one of the other things that is, that is aged very well for the film is the depiction of police. And I, I can't recall who his, um, his like main chief is, but there is this one white dude who is just being uh, the most stereotypical cop in the fucking world. He's calling Shaft boy. He's talking about his hair. I'm just sitting there as a black dude, just sitting there going, motherfucker, this is <laughs> like, this is anger inducing. And it's crazy that this was put out in 1971. And so many of these stereotypes still ring true today as far as the condescending tone towards people of color. You know, um, what's the line that uh, they say in the 2000s shaft? Uh, too black, uh, too black for the badge, too blue for the brothers. You know, and they definitely touch on that here too. And I appreciate again that this is a film that is you know 50 years old, uh, over 50 years old, and the fact that so many of these things, I mean, as unfortunate as it is, that so many of these things are still relevant today. So that's one of the reasons as I'm sitting there watching it going, wow, this is still fucking hitting for me. And I'm so happy that this film had the balls to actually go ahead and address so many of these, uh, so many of these things. Uh, some of the camera work too. There is this, uh, there's this great quick POV shot of Shaft trying to gouge these guys' eyes out um, when he's in a not great predicament and Gordon Parks does just a great job of the direction in general whether as it's the aforementioned shot of Shaft just walking uptown uh, there are a couple points where he's in Harlem where you're seeing all these different people of color with different color you know different styles different outfits different ways they're wearing their hair just it's really great to see and cool to see black culture represented in the way it is so unapologetically and the more I was watching this, the more I just went, yeah, I, I fucking dig this. And this will be something I'm going to be end up watching every Black History Month moving forward. I, I just I adored uh, the, the direction just off that part alone. There's this great scene where the aforementioned asshole cop is just is just grinding Shaft's gears, just being an absolute prick. And there's this point where he goes, do all your friends walk around with items like this in their pockets? And Shaft, without missing a beat, goes, that depends. My Negro friends don't walk around with rabbit's feet no more. <laughs> and I just went, god damn, that was quick. And there are multiple points like that where Shaft, rightfully so, checks this racist-ass cop and just goes like, dude, you're, you're overstepping. You need to shut the fuck up. And there is this sort of, not, not just, not just, he's not just suave, but there's this 
incredible confidence that John Shaft has that he knows he's going to get the job done. You know, he is the closest thing to a black Superman that would have existed back in 71. But he's just cool. And he's he's he gets frustrated at points. He gets angry, but it's never off kilter. It's never like deranged. He always still feels focused, even when he's having these emotional spikes because he knows what he needs to do and that's something that i just absolutely appreciate the absolute shit out of a couple more things i just wanted to shout out here real quick because i'll be honest since this was my first time watching it i didn't take a whole lot of notes i was really just immersing myself in the experience but i was so happy that i did but a couple more things i wanted to throw out the aforementioned asshole his asshole boss there's this point where he holds up a pin to show that Shaft isn't as black as he thinks he is. And I just, I, that was something I went, wow, you're such a fucking prick. And it just, that in particular just really rattled my cage a little bit. And I just went, oh my God, why, why, why are you being such a piece of shit? But without missing beat, Shaft goes, you know, all the static in the world wouldn't make me sing a song for the police. And he just looks right at his boss and there's just there's so many moments like that where shaft is aware of the game he's playing and his not his main boss but there is this guy who who's almost like his handler kind of like the middle ground between the two of them he actually understands that you need to let shaft be shaft that he'll get the job done kind of like if you just let your cat outside but they're an indoor cat it's like okay i know you'll come back eventually but i just need to give you some sort of parameters I really like their their friendship because there is a point where Shaft really does feel like he respects this dude. But Shaft knows he's making his job harder, but his boss is a dick. So Shaft is very aware. But at the same time, he's like, look, I'm trying to go ahead and get shit done. Why are you getting in my way? Let me do let me do me. And as uh, I mentioned him earlier, but uh, Bumpy what we end up finding out about him is that he has gone ahead and screwed over some people, some very, some very big, important people, mainly the white mafia, as far as stealing their drugs. And so Bumpy goes ahead and hires Shaft to go ahead and save his daughter. And that's where the wheels really start to come off as far as Shaft's life getting more chaotic. I won't spoil the scene, but there is a scene... <laughs> It it might be it's one of my favorite scenes of the movie ever, and I'm not there. There's no hyperbole here. I I truly mean this shit. The White Mafia does show up. Uh, I think they're from Detroit uh, or, or Philadelphia. I can't remember which, but they go ahead and show up. And Shaft he knows who they are, so he's playing bartender, and he 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 catches them. He he fucks them up, and one of the members of the White Mafia spits on Shaft, and Shaft decks him so fucking quick it's like it's like a blink and you'll miss it moment but it was such a satisfying receipt it's one of my favorite receipts ever given in a film i i actually had to pause the film and stand up and give an ovation i was so happy that john shaft did that shit and there are several moments like that where you go okay that person got exactly what they fucking deserved and the budget on this, I believe I looked it up, it was like 500000 Not a Not a big budget at all. And yet this film looks fucking amazing. The shootouts and the violence that you do get are actually really well filmed and, and have a weight to them that actually was surprising to me in the best way. Um, 
that's the biggest thing I can say about this film is that for all the talk and, and look, there are those films that don't live up to the hype as far as films that are on that, you know, that have gone down the annals of time, films that are, you know, that you have to see in many uh, cinephiles eyes. This is something that checked every box for me. It's funny. It's dark, not just the cast, but it's it's dark. There's this uh, there's a shootout later on in the film that I thought was just expertly handled. Richard Roundtree is a perfect, perfect leading man for this film. Um, the uh, the social issues that are discussed are very well handled, and again, still relevant and prominent today. Um, the way that I mentioned that everything is shot, whether it's just Shaft walking the streets or Shaft in his office or Shaft going ahead and speaking to people trying to get information. There is a gravity and a weight to everything that just truly does feel earned. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. This movie, it's an hour and 40 minutes. It just flew by for me. Uh, It really felt like an 80 minute movie. I was so happy watching this. I was cheering. I was laughing. Uh, Shaft even uh, gets a little white chocolate at a point because, you know, he is Shaft. He loves the ladies. Uh, It's his duty to please that booty. But I was so happy watching this. And after I finished it, I went, yeah, I'm going to have to watch uh, Shaft's big score next. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I'll probably do that by the time you've listened to this and might even review that one as well. But yeah, this is a fan-fucking-tastic. I do not have a complaint about this movie. I thought this movie kicked all the ass, and I I honestly can't wait to watch this again. I might watch it again for my birthday, but this will definitely be one of those films that's in the, uh, that's in the Black History Month rotation moving forward. I absolutely adore this movie, and yeah, I might double up next year and watch this with the 2000 version, but yeah, absolutely dug this movie. And uh, last thing I'll say, Shaft's style. Shaft is just a cool motherfucker, and Richard Roundtree, he's got that drip, even back in 71. Just, there's a swagger to the way Shaft carries himself. He's wearing some of the most insane outfits in this movie, and he doesn't care. He's like, nah, this is me. I'm gonna do me, and it never feels out of place. You just go, yeah, this is something that Shaft would wear, but absolutely adore this movie. Can't wait to revisit it, but Shaft, have y'all seen it? What'd you think about it? Let us know in the comments. Uh, you can follow all of our stuff, all of our socials on our link tree. Um, yeah, please follow our link tree. It's a linktree.com uh, slash jhunterrealpineapple. You can like both our pages on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. That's R-E-E-L Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. Don't forget to follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash jhunterrealpineapple. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here in the next couple months. I will keep y'all updated. Uh, <laughs> moved in. I think I mentioned it, but we've moved into a new house, so we're still getting situated and fixed up, but we're getting there. But follow me on Twitch uh, so you'll know when I'm finally going to go live. Uh, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, rate the show. It definitely helps us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneUp, and Samsung Podcasts, to name a few at The Real Pineapple. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok at, uh, oh my gosh, what is my TikTok? Uh, Black Shazam. You can follow me on there. Actually, I think it's Black Shazam 775. Yeah, Black Shazam 775. You can follow me on there. Uh, you can go ahead and follow me on Letterboxd at Black Shazam. And you can follow me on the Twitter 
and on Instagram at jhunterrealpineapple. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We're going to be wrapping up the Black Cinema Showcase with a few other things, including a review for the Inspection, the uh, one of the latest A24 offerings. I'm really excited to review that, as well as Malcolm X. I'm so excited to get into uh, Malcolm X. That's the other movie I really wanted to watch this month. So I'll have a review up for those as well, as well as for HBO's Watchmen. I'm almost through with it. I have a lot to say about Watchmen. But everyone, thank you so much for your support. Oh, yeah, in our Cocaine Bear review, that'll be up probably next week because it is snowing like the Dickens here in Nevada, and I am not comfortable going out in the snow. So probably have that up for you uh, for y'all next week. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Bundle up. And uh, yeah, we will talk to you soon.